0: Ooh, we're, we're back again another week. I wish we we did cold opens here because that would work really well right now. I return. <gasps> Who is that? I don't even recognize Um, your voice. Who is that? Who is that? I don't know who you are. It's your boy, Chet. Oh, fucking Chet left to get a pack of cigarettes in Florida and actually came (laughs) back. Holy shit. I smoked that whole pack, too. (laughs) Took him three weeks, but he finally did it. (laughs) Yeah. Finally fucking did it, dog. What's up, man? Oh, not too
1: much. You know, I out of mild tan in february so that's cool
0: not a lot of people can say that (laughs) Uh uh-huh fair enough fair enough so uh welcome back to real nerd hours your favorite uh slice of life podcast sensibly about nerd shit uh it's your boy denzel It's, it's your man's chat oh shit uh, and we're here to talk about some things first. Let's start with where you were. Uh, it's, it's been so long. I don't even know what to say.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the, <laughs> <laughs> the basic rundown of what happened and why I disappeared for three weeks effectively. Uh, so my sister, lives in Miami and she got venidos. i on Miami. Yeah. Shout what? out to big Willie. Uh, and she got she got a job in Orlando, and it was a sweet offer that she couldn't refuse. She didn't want to move to Orlando. She doesn't like Central Florida. A lot of people don't. For especially, good reason. Yeah, and especially compared to Miami, which is like the one good part of Florida. Is but, it?
0: But is it?
1: I like it. But is it? <laughs> it's It's like, imagine San Diego, but replace all the Mexicans with Cubans and then replace all the asians with cubans it's extremely cuban (laughs) and then replace half the white people with various caribbean immigrants
0: okay so yeah it's a fun it's a fun crowd okay shout out to all the colorism that takes place in miami
1: yeah most of those cubans are not very dark no i wouldn't imagine because they had the money to flee (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) that's another conversation. Absolutely. uh, So she basically just needed to pack up and leave. Um, She's actually been in Orlando for a couple of weeks now, but they need to sell their house. And they're like, yeah, we only got a couple of days to do this and we don't really want to hire a crew of people to just do random shit. Cause it's like a lot of packing boxes and loading shit into a van and like various repairs. So you just need like a, just a handyman type thing. But it was like a very disorganized process. And I was told that like part of what I would be doing is helping them organize this process. So not just like doing the work itself, but also like figuring out what it is we need to do and like how to rearrange stuff. Cause they wanted to like take pictures to sell the house. And, uh, yeah, what that ended up being was two and a half weeks of moving boxes and painting. <laughs> that
0: sounds awful. It was kind of terrible, not going to lie. But I, I mean, mean, I got I got paid for my time there. because Did they pay you hourly or did they pay you the family rate? They
1: paid me the family rate, which was better than hourly, so it works for me. <laughs> okay, lucky you. Yeah, Th- I was honestly very surprised at how much they gave me but my sister makes good money so
0: good yeah good that the family rate all of you at home listening know exactly <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck i'm talking like, about hey thanks for a job well done here's 200 bucks man buy yourself something nice and for two weeks <laughs> for two of work, two weeks <laughs> of work. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be lucky if you got a 20 yeah right. we fed you we housed you yeah. that's good enough like bitch what oh no man. no fuck out of here it was it was actually
1: really funny because like Everyone felt really guilty that all I did was work because it was straight up morning to night, get shit done because there was a lot of shit that needed to be done. And we should have hired like two other guys, but we didn't. And yeah, like if you've ever heard someone say, wow, thanks. We really couldn't have done this without you, but they really fucking meant it. They meant it. <laughs> there oh. was no way this was getting done without me. Well shit, man. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was a pain in the ass, but it's good to see the family. I don't really get to see them that often. So yeah. yeah. But this whole thing was like super spur of the moment. It was like they told me about this on Tuesday, booked the tickets on Friday, was in Miami the following Tuesday. Like it was that quick of Damn. a turnaround. So
0: yeah. <laughs> It that's was, wild, man. Yep. Well, it's good that you had a good time. <laughs> you, you had a time out I there. I had a time. I had
1: <laughs> one day off, which was my last day, and I was going to use that day. I was like, "Fuck! It, I'm going to the beach. I'm I'm gonna enjoy Miami because it was hot this whole time. You know, it was like 80 plus degrees.
0: Ugh.
1: Last day it rains. I can't. Oh, the last day. About. It's like 55, fucking raining the whole day. <laughs> that's awful
0: that's awful yep god damn <laughs>
1: it's the only day
0: it rained uh, that whole time i was there i'm like this would fucking happen wouldn't it that sucks dude yep that's really awful well fuck well i'm sure
1: you're glad you're back it's good to be back i mean i didn't have a whole lot
0: going on regardless so oh, fair enough <laughs> yeah. you got to see a part of miami yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh big Willie style welcome to the land where the players play something so, so, so like every day welcome, welcome to, to miami the avenidos i miami, miami. miami. Yeah. got All right. it. yeah <laughs> so let's uh, you have anything you want to catch up on any thoughts on liam neeson oh. uh, dragon ball super brawly yeah uh, I-
1: on both of those. Uh so Liam Neeson should have kept his old ass mouth shut and taken that with him to his grave. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or contextualized it a little bit better. I don't think Liam Neeson is truly a violent racist. I think
0: he's an idiot. <laughs> Absolutely. It's hard to sometimes it's hard to discern the difference between the two. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it is. <laughs> and in this case, talking about wanting to murder random black people that blurs that line absolutely but fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) all right dragon ball Uh, super brawly so dragon ball super brawly i think was definitely out of the dragon ball movies probably the strongest movie um a lot of them aren't very good and just are kind of glorified episodes or like mini arcs this one actually felt like a self-contained story and didn't seem super condensed and all that. So that's that's good on them right out the gate. I felt like they spent a little too much time on Brawly himself, like just being a sad boy.
0: Is he is he still Goku's brother? No, no, that's wasn't that, that canon kind of thing? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, I actually
1: no, no. didn't watch the first Brawly movie, like okay.
0: way back in the day. I thought he was like Goku's long lost brother. I could see them doing that, honestly.
1: But yeah. I mean he's another Saiyan,
0: so yeah, I mean, they're brothers of country exactly or planet in this instance. They're bros. But, um,
1: you know, Brawley himself, it's like he has an interesting origin, at least in this movie, because I can't talk on the old one. He has an interesting origin, but he's not an interesting character. Like, he doesn't really talk and he's just kind of simplistic and childish and emotional. and Like, that's it. He he doesn't have a whole lot going for
0: him. Oh, that's unfortunate. So they basically took a sand and made him a pet in a lot of ways. Yeah.
1: Um, he, it's like, he has the emotional range of a five-year-old or the emotional maturity, I guess. And yeah, he doesn't talk much. His dad is kind of abusive, but it's also kind of necessary because he'll just murder everything. If otherwise, Uh huh. um, And I did like the way they they put Frieza into the movie. Um, I take it you haven't seen it. No. Okay. Well, I do recommend it overall. Um, I'm just going to give that for now because it is a perfectly competent movie. You don't need a ton of context by watching Dragon Ball Super. The only things you really need to know is that, like, okay, the Tournament of Power happened. Frieza's alive right now. And... Everyone's oh. just kind of chilling.
0: I thought that movie was non-canon. Oh,
1: no, this movie is canon. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is interesting for a lot of reasons. For one, Brawly's canon now, which he hasn't been up until this point. Also, Gogeta is canon now. Which, which is So, Vegito is when they use the earrings to fuse, which is what they do in the Boo Saga. Uh-huh. But then when they do the fusion dance, he's Gogeta. And that's when he turns into the Great Ape. Think so, yeah, but they don't do that in this. Okay, but I, that's Dragon Ball GT, yeah. which is definitely not <laughs> canon. Can't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a cool movie for a lot of reasons, and it's weirdly lighthearted in a lot of ways, and that's endearing, kind of. But it has some tonal issues because, like, some of those lighthearted moments are like in the middle of the fight. Don't like that. Yeah. But aside from that, it's it's pretty fun. And the animation at the end is really, really fucking good. I think one of the dudes from Studio Trigger directed like the end of it because it full on changes art styles.
0: Okay. <laughs> but it looks really good. Does it go into like Rio Timo style? I. No. <laughs> okay. No,
1: it's. It looks like Studio Trigger. Okay. Um, but it's really good. So, And the fight itself is also pretty interesting, so that's also cool. So I, I do give it my seal of approval, and I would say it just about lives up to the hype because a lot of people were like, oh, my God, this is the best shit ever. It's not that, that good, but definitely the best Dragon Ball Z thing to come out in a while.
0: Okay. Okay. I I haven't gotten back to watch Tree of Life yet, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the best Dragon Ball Z movie. That, that one went pretty hard. Yeah. I like that one. The, the other ones I have to take a look at because you're right. Like a lot of those other movies seem like glorified long episodes. Yeah. And in a lot of instances, I think in almost every instance, they cut up those and put them in the series.
1: Uh, they released them like on Tsunami and stuff as regular episodes sometimes, but they're since they're not canon then they're not just going to throw that into the series.
0: Yeah. But didn't garlic show up though? Yeah. Garlic did. Okay. Um, because there's a movie after that mini arc that they did, right? Yeah. I never really understood
1: how, how garlic really plays into the, uh, into the continuity. Well, I'm I'm sure he
0: doesn't because he's cut out of Kai completely. Okay.
1: Yeah, that, that that's a weird one. But like Tree of Might, you know, you have Turles, who's like just another fucking Goku. And he just shows up and gets murked. And then there's World's Strongest. That one's also cool. But yeah, nothing really happens with that. I think I feel like Cooler actually is a canon character. Mm-hmm. But nothing he does is canon. Okay. Like one of those weird. Because he
0: doesn't he look like just show up and get murked? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I remember that one briefly, or kind of, because like I think he he comes to Earth because they fucked up Frieza. Yeah. And it's supposed to be between uh between the Frieza saga and the Cell saga, but like after the androids had showed up or something like that. I think it was before the androids showed up. Well, okay. what.
1: What made no sense to me was in the first Cooler movie, he shows up on Earth, and Goku's there. And Goku fights him and, like, goes through a Super Saiyan transformation again, but it's, like, a big deal for some reason. Because by the time he got to Earth, he would just
0: do it at will.
1: Yeah. So why was it a big deal if he's on
0: Earth? (laughs) Like. Maybe it was Super Saiyan Two. I
1: don't know. No, it was definitely just base. But yeah, it didn't make much sense. But that's that's why they ain't canon because There's no point that they would actually fit into the story.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, those the cooler movies kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Not a surprise. A lot of that show, like I, I mean, like people look back at it with a lot of reverence because it was like one of the first pieces of anime to come to america yeah and the reality of it is that show was ass (laughs) that show was ass like there were like five or six episode streaks where it would be just them powering up it's wild yeah yes (laughs) and there was just a shitload of filler in that entire series and like i get it like it's a fucking rad concept and dragon ball Z Kai. If you're watching that, like I think that would be the version to show anybody. But like you, you miss out on some of the more fun elements of the show. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. But like those, you can just go to anime filler list, I think, and they should have a pretty comprehensive list. But like, even with that said, there are episodes that are considered filler that aren't filler. So what, what you would want is, somebody to go in and fan edit the
1: show. I mean, that was basically what Kai was, but yeah, you do end up losing on some of the more endearing moments. Yeah. So it's, it's a trade off. I mean, Kai is something like 60 episodes shorter by the end of it.
0: Like, yeah. And they cut it off at the Frieza saga or sorry, the the cell cell saga. saga. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's canon up to that point, and then everything after that, it's just like, no, we don't stand by this <laughs> shit anymore. The Boo Saga was just kind of weird. So the Boo Saga, the largest issue with that is like, I don't know if this is the case, but this is what it feels like to me. It feels like that entire portion of the show either A, like, they lost the motivation to write, and, like, if the manga matches up with that, like, I would imagine that they were just like, fuck it, dude, we told the story we wanted to, but they want us to keep going, so we're gonna keep going.
1: I do think that was the case, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Like,
1: I know Akira Toriyama was just heavily pressured to keep going, because, like, it takes a really weird turn. Like, Cell Saga ends with effectively baton being passed to gohan and then in the
0: boo saga he's just useless again yeah yeah it was really weird he's like this awkward teenager who wants to be a superhero in the city and the story is different like they live in satan city or some shit like that yeah and chi chi's like this weird character who like loves money all of a sudden <laughs> instead of her kids some it's like really weird it's it took like a very strange turn it i i think that was toriyama just like i don't want to do this no more you write the story yeah yeah and Dragon Ball gt i need to look into the history of that because that's fucking interesting yeah that one
1: i don't i don't remember the details but toriyama really didn't want to do gt
0: wasn't it uh it was supposed to be like gohan's granddaughter or was it his daughter it it was his daughter okay uh pan and it and some other kid that looked like Goku? No, that was Goku got turned into
1: a kid. Oh. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: I I don't get why they did that. Like in the story, it's um Pilaf, the one of the bad guys from the first Dragon Ball. He gets the Dragon Balls, wishes Goku to be a child, because it's like, okay, if he's a kid, we can kill him. So All right. They can't instead of just (laughs) killing them because that's outside of the uh, dragon's power.
0: Oh, and then the dragon balls go evil at some point because they had used too
1: many wishes, but that's like way down the line. GT is actually rather long. I think people forget that because a lot of shit happens and none of it makes any sense. And they bring back a lot of old abandoned elements that had not resurfaced in years. Like, peel off himself and then there's the stuff with the uh, the tuffles the planet that was taken over by the sands that like planet vegeta there were people that lived there originally oh and they were peaceful and technologically advanced and they hated the sands because the sands just kind of came in like barbarians and Took them over. The Chads. The planet of the
0: Chads. (laughs)
1: Straight up. Then all the tough women went for the top 10% of saying, man. (laughs) You know, they just bred them out of existence and then Frieza blew up the planet. I don't know. but (laughs) All these fucking Chads. (laughs) So, yeah, they brought them back as a story element and then there's evil Dragon Balls and really weird and dumb shit
0: but uh I didn't watch that show okay
1: so we're not going to we're not going to get into that
0: <laughs> okay fair enough I yeah. remember seeing that show back in the day on ITV it was f- crazy because like Telemundo also was airing GT and it was all in Spanish. So if you wanted to catch some wild and shit, you could just turn on GT. Most
1: of my GT viewing was in Spanish. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I had a vague understanding of what was happening. (laughs) Very vague. (laughs) Very vague. All right. so what'd you watch? So uh, I'm going to do this in the chronological order of when I watched it. So the first thing I saw... Was on the way to Miami. I saw. Beyond Benito's on Miami. Miami. I saw The Incredibles two on the plane, and it was fine. Oh, okay, <laughs> it was fine. As I mentioned a while back, like as soon as I saw the first trailer, I was a little disappointed in the direction that they chose to go primarily that it's set directly after the first movie i felt like with how different modern times are with superheroes and how we accept superhero culture now you could do a time skip and make it a little more interesting with like you know jack jack's a kid not a baby and you know. Maybe Violet's trying to be a fledgling hero and, you know, Mr. Incredible is well established. There's ways you could do this. You know, there's a lot of directions you can go, but they they chose to go directly after and that's fine. And I actually think that the concept that they did worked pretty well, like that they went with the angle of, oh, heroes need a resurgence in the form of a PR firm. That's that's a pretty strong way to do this, especially with you just had syndrome and you know, these guys just showed up again and it's this big thing. It's the perfect time to do this. Okay, fine. That's, that's the good. Also that, you know, it was very well animated and the voice acting was great and all that. It's the same level of Pixar quality that you come to expect. You know, It, it definitely lived up in that fashion, but what I really did not like about the movie at first, the story was very predictable and it, Yes, it is a family movie, but I felt like the first Incredibles did a good job of subverting tropes and, you know, like they, they even made fun of the villains for monologuing and like, Oh, you know, we've been doing this for a while. And it's like, you have these established heroes who had been working as superheroes for a good portion of their life. That was their job. And, you know, they're reflecting on it and instead it's as if these guys are doing it for the first time again in a lot of ways there were cool moments but it was so predictable because of course they do a bait and switch on the villain and it's like oh was it the cynical person who clearly didn't like the people in the first place and does technology and you have a technology-based villain is it them could it possibly be them as the film? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah of course it was and they do this kind of silly ham-fisted girl power thing with it which also worked its way into a conversation in the show or in the movie and that was also unnecessary
0: fucking sjw's <laughs> bro
1: it like i don't i don't care about the girl power angle it's that it was ham-fisted god
0: <laughs> can't believe they changed mrs incredible's outfit so the titties aren't showing anymore they had a lot of ass shots though i need to make sure i can get horny off of mrs incredible oh man that reminds me of fucking mortal comment 11 censorship <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly what that joke is based on oh whoa, whoa. we'll get to that yeah uh
1: but yeah like it was fine. There was also a lot of shit that didn't make sense. Like in the last scene or like the last act, uh, a bunch of heroes get brainwashed. These are very mild spoilers, get brainwashed by putting on these goggles and the kids have to take out these people. You know, they gotta, they gotta save the day and the kids know that it's the goggles that are doing the controlling, they knock someone out and have the opportunity (laughs) to remove the goggles and gain a fucking ally and they just run away from them (laughs) and then two scenes later those kids are fighting those same people and take off the goggles this time oh wow what a fucking concept so yeah that was stupid but with that said it was fine You know, all of my, all of my complaints are a little nitpicky. So, I mean, if you liked the first one, it's definitely not as good as the first, but it is still very much watchable. If I had seen it in theaters, I wouldn't have been mad about paying money for it. Seeing it for free just makes it that much better. But, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the issue that I have with specifically that movie is that i don't think they actually wanted to make a sequel so much as it was like a nostalgia grab yeah like they're fucking bringing back all kinds of shit from back then i can't wait until they make like the police procedural version of beverly hills cop (laughs) where they like remake the the end oh my god here's a huge aside have you seen the new shaft trailer I've only caught glimpses of it, like, while I'm scrolling through Twitter. I didn't... First, I didn't know they were making one, but it's coming out very soon. Yeah. And the problem, of course, is that they've updated Shaft. Yeah, he's not just slapping women. Yeah. And they put a trap remix of the theme song in it. And for the very first time in my life, I was just like, okay, this, is, this has gone too far. This is... <laughs> this is bad. This is not good. This is this nostalgia shit where we're bringing shit back from like less than a decade ago to like the nineties or whatever. This is not good. And that's what the invincibles was invincibles two was to me Mm. when, when I watched it, like I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the set design and like all the mid modern shit that they were doing Mm -hmm. and the shots of the city and all that shit. That was cool. But, ultimately i thought it was like a nostalgia grab because there hasn't been one of those movies and like when did the first one come out like 2006 or something like that that sounds about right yeah and they just bring it back 12 years later the fuck and i i also feel like maybe they didn't put as much thought into it as they could have like pixar has a knack for doing really good work yeah but I think this is on the lower end of what they could produce.
1: I'm going to have
0: to agree there
1: because in the first one you had really gorgeous shots that like, I mean, yeah, the technology was newer back then and they, the bar was lower overall. So they really raised the bar with their animation and like with their, their storyboarding and had just like how the shots were laid out and stuff. But because we've seen so much of that and like any studio with a decent budget can produce something of that caliber. Now you really need to like push it if you want to stand out and they didn't, they just kind of took the middle of the road the whole way and it looks fine. It's, still looks good the effects are great the character designs are interesting and the, like there's some good shots in there but it's not nothing really stands out so
0: yeah <laughs> yeah man it's not it, there to me there were a few things that stood out i thought the home that they lived in was really beautiful oh yeah that was nice uh and the shot of the city as they were coming in like the over overpopulated city where everything's a skyscraper. Yeah. I thought that was like a really cool shot uh, establishing shot of the city and some of the shots inside of the city as well. Even though like the, the overhead shot makes it seem more compact than it is when Mrs. Incredible is on the ground doing Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's so cool. Like yeah. and also the shot at the end with the boat uh sliding up the ice. Yeah. And the snow coming down. That was actually really rad as well. But there yeah, it's not it's not the best work that they've done. I enjoyed it, but eh. yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, the more I think about it, the less I like it.
1: Yep. That happens. Uh, the next thing I saw, chronologically, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: Oh, first time you see it, you've seen it?
1: Yeah. Oh. Actually, that's not even true. The next thing I saw was a lead up. We're going to talk about Ant-Man real quick. Uh, it was a fun movie and I enjoyed it and I like their style of comedy. Yeah. Uh,
0: the cutaways that Edgar Wright was probably directly <laughs> yeah. involved with where it's, um, Nick Pena describing yep. something and he's doing everybody's voices and shit. Like that's the good part. Yeah. That's the good part. Uh, the movies are funny and the stakes aren't high. So the, I thought the story in Ant-Man and Wasp was like a little trite. Yeah. It, and I liked the, I guess twist towards the end where it's like the person's obviously motivated by something, but they're not evil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs>
1: I feel like if the villain just had
0: listened for ten minutes, there would have been no problem. Yeah, same <laughs> same thing in Civil War. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. I don't want to say it's a common problem in Marvel media, but it's starting to seem like it's a common yeah. problem.
1: <laughs> that that was a little frustrating when watching that, and like, man. This like, is so yo, hold up. We can help you.
0: Just chill. Yeah.
1: Just <laughs> fucking relax. I mean, I get I get that she wouldn't have trusted them. Yeah. And,
0: but I mean Because what, Lawrence Fishburne was like, yo, Hank Pym's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fuck I guess. Him. <laughs> Fuck 'em. You don't want to trust him. Nah. Don't and, trust no pimp. There was this one point where she like holds up a gun or something to uh Pete's daughter, Paul's daughter. Yeah. Steve's daughter. What's his name? Sam. I don't know. Ant-Man's daughter. Ant-Man. <laughs> uh, and he's like, she, Lawrence Fishburne's like, if you shoot her, I'm not going to help you anymore. Yeah. And I thought she was going to shoot him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is this, this is how the movie's going to go? So <laughs> yeah. oh, we're taking that kind of turn, huh? And as it turns out, she doesn't. And I'm like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise, I guess. Yeah. But like, the, that's a good way to show that she's not actually evil or yeah. insane. So this could have been stopped with a conversation for sure, definitely. But also, it shows that like b- maybe the story wasn't the right one to tell. Yeah, yeah, and like I get that the villain is desperate,
1: and you know she's talking about, like I could, I could just disintegrate any any minute now, and, like but you've been living like this for 10 plus years. Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's another hour going to hurt? Right. Oh God. She's and she's not like crazy enough to be like unreasonable. Like you go. Oh, I can't reason with her. She's fucking insane. Right. Because she listened to Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there's no real villain. It's kind of like, I describe a lot of these movies because we're watching them on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Real nerd hours for all your viewing needs for, uh, or listening needs for commentary tracks because we're rewatching all of them. A lot of these movies, we haven't even gotten to Doctor Strange yet. And I think this is the most emblematic of that franchise. Some of these movies are just like mid-season episodes (laughs) of shit. And it's just like, like, I don't care what's going on. Like The stakes are so low. Or the stakes, it doesn't matter that the stakes are low, actually. What matters most to me is that the stakes matter. Yeah. And in some of the movies that we're watching, in Ant Man and Wasp, that doesn't seem like it matters enough to any of the characters. No, not really. Like I get why Hank
1: would be real upset and it's like, you know, the Oh no, all of my technology got stolen. But like, why is that such a big deal for Scott? Like, I get that he's dragged into this and it's you know, he does feel responsible, but it's not if Hank lost all of his technology, Scott would still be okay. Yes, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, that that is a bit of an issue. And it doesn't, like, ultimately, I don't know. I just, again, I don't think really any of it matters because uh, I don't, was it this movie? I'd have to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure there's a part where it's Scott even acknowledges that he's just kind of along for the ride. I that, yeah, I feel like that happened. It could have just been the Wasp movie, yeah, it really could have, and it, they could have left Scott out of it entirely, yeah. But oh,
1: he's under house arrest, <laughs> that's <yeah>. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure people would have been upset, they could have told a better story, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they, that's they, what I'm getting at, yeah, they, they definitely could have,
1: but it was still a fun movie and uh, do you recommend, hell yeah. And the other, uh, the other movie that I saw was uh, Alita battle angel and yeah so that movie was perfectly fine it was i had never really even heard of battle angel alita before the movie got announced really i i had heard whisperings of it murmurings of it i had heard of the character named galley At some point. That was her name before this movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they changed it to Alita for the movie?
1: Yeah. Even though Alita was the name of the series, like the character was named Gally. Yeah. And they just made her name Alita now, which makes more sense anyway.
0: If you're going to call it Alita, Battle Angel Alita. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, we're all familiar with anime at this point. There's a bunch of shitty naming conventions. Yep. And same with uh, Japanese video games. There's a lot of Japanese media that's got really weird, shitty names. Yep. And you know what? Maybe taking some liberties and renaming characters isn't a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think anyone was really upset
1: about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, apparently, now, again, I don't know the, the source material, but I watched it with Nikki and Nikki did read the manga. But it was a long time ago, so she only kind of remembers some things. But, like, they apparently changed a lot. Just kind of stole pieces from different arcs and kind of condensed it all and, like, just smushed it all together into one coherent thing. But I don't think that's a bad thing. First, it was a long series, so it would be several movies to get anywhere, Uh, second, it was an old manga. It was written in like the eighties. So a lot of that stuff just wouldn't really make a ton of sense or like it, it could be written better. So they did. And, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it looked good. It was well acted. Um, you get used to Alita's weird face. So was it directed by Robert Rodriguez or did he just produce it? I think he just produced it. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but yeah. It was a cool movie and it was more cyberpunk ish than I was expecting. I didn't know that that was like the
0: setting. It was just straight up cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, it is. High, high society. No, no, it's high, we're, we're, high society, low tech, no high technology, low, low society. Yeah. That's, low, is that it? I don't know, but that's know. what, that's the <laughs> setting we're in.
1: Also I'm willing to, uh, to go out on a limb and say that that series influenced a lot of uh Final Fantasy VII. wouldn't be surprised cuz there are a lot of themes that are very similar like the whole city is highly reminiscent of Midgar cuz there's the city above that dumps their trash onto the city below and we focus more on the city below and there's the city above is called Zalem, or Zalem and then there's the Midgar Zalem that's a boss thing in, oh. <laughs> in uh b- before you leave that first area and then the game they play they, they play a game called motorball in uh in battle angel Elita. and motorball is also a boss in final fantasy 7
0: oh yep okay well wearing their influences on their sleeve yep <laughs> that's good uh that's well i i'm excited to see it i haven't seen any movies in like a month and a half oh man i i mean, I mean aside from the marvel movies <laughs> Why well, yeah but oh. i haven't made it to a theater in a the while
1: the start of the year is usually pretty
0: lean in terms of anything worthwhile yeah i mean even with that said i still haven't seen spy into the spider verse oh really yeah oh watch that yeah, there was another movie I was planning on watching. All I've been seeing is like shitty ass, like fucking Liam Neeson movies. <laughs> uh, well, once he said he wanted to kill black people, you're like, oh, time to marathon this. Right. Well, to be fair, I had been watching most of those prior to him saying that buck and ass shit. <laughs> but I, yeah, I I don't know. I would started a few movies. I started Umbrella Academy and that's all right. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was the next thing I wanted to talk on was
1: Umbrella Academy. Oh, did
0: you watch all of it?
1: I only watched the first two episodes. Okay, and I don't know how I feel about it after two episodes. Like full disclosure, I was falling asleep during the first episode because I was still on floor at a time.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: The second episode, I actually was able to pay attention. So, like, I was in and out of the first one. So. I don't know how much of that was fever dream and how much of that was just, it's a weird show, but, uh, the second episode or as of the second episode, the only character that I actually care about what's happening is number five. And then I kind of want to know what's going on with, uh, Diego and the big white guy. Uh, and everyone else, I don't really care. Oh, okay. Yep. And I especially don't care what's happening with Ellen page because not only does she not have anything interesting going on at the moment, she doesn't seem to be an interesting character on top of that. So what is she like a reporter or something? She's the sister that doesn't have powers. And she, she was also the one that like
0: wrote the tell all about what was happening. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually make it through. (laughs) all of of episode one i'm not gonna lie to you i got to the part where shorty was on the red carpet and uh they were like did you hear what happened to your dad and then motherfucker comes over and whispers to her yo you gotta call you gotta call ty come on let's go you gotta call gotcha
1: yeah okay well ellen page has no powers and wrote like a, an article or an expose, like about her fucked up family, and like everyone kind of hated her for it. How they all have superpowers or what? I guess, and like explaining that they were kind of abused, and that their dad wanted to use them more as tools than than rather than caring about them as people, uh-huh. that kind of thing. And
0: so the rest of the siblings hated her for that, but yeah. So I'm assuming that they have to go around and fight the other kids that were born on that same day. I don't fucking know. I were like 43 total born and he got nine of them. I'm still unclear on what the story even is. So uh, as far as I can tell, uh, a bunch of kids were immaculately concepted Mm -hmm. on a single day. Yes. And this billionaire found out about it. And so he went around to all the mothers who gave birth to these children Mm -hmm. on this day, bought up them kids. Yeah. He bought the kids and that's about as much of the story (laughs) as I know.
1: Yeah. Like he raised them as superheroes. He had nine and eight of them had superpowers. I think like two of them died along the way. Uh, so now there's seven of them, six of whom have superpowers. And one of them also got lost in a time jump and he saw the future and has now came back and is trying to prevent the post-apocalyptic the apocalyptic future that he saw. But that's one character. That's the one character that I find interesting. But time travel is so whack. Yes, it is. But he's still a more interesting character because the he, his deal is that he's in the body of like a 13, 14 year old kid, but he's lived for like 50. Oh, so he knows way more shit than the rest of these people. You know, he's all grizzled and hard, but he's a 14 year old kid <laughs> and is also way more powerful than the rest of the folk. Just, you know, cause he can jump through space and time. That's already pretty broken. But, uh, Everyone else is just dysfunctional, weird, and I don't get what's even happening with them. So I, why do I? Why should I care about these people? Fair enough. That was kind of one of the issues that I had with the uh, the show Heroes was that some characters were really interesting and had cool things going on, and then others just pissed me off. There was the, um, in that show, there was the uh, the interracial couple where the dude uh, could phase through walls, and I think the woman was super strong and I just did not care about what they had going on because they were not doing anything interesting. They were just a couple raising a kid. So
0: what? They were Cloak and Dagger from Marvel? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit.
1: But yeah, I, I will probably watch a bit more of uh, Umbrella Academy just to see like where they go, go. with it, but i i don't know
0: so i've seen some folks like really praising it highly and i'm not seeing it i'm gonna watch it all the way through i mean i'm sure we know people who are way into that show because they like jared leto a whole lot uh gerard way gerard way <laughs> which which band is he from my chemical romance yes okay yeah gerard way okay not jared leto 30 <laughs> seconds to mars yes okay yeah. Okay. So we've, we've got it. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'll, I'm going to watch all of it before the next episode and I'll have all my thoughts arranged for it. All right. Okay. Uh, speaking of catching up on things, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get your thoughts on, uh, Vic, Vic, Minola. Vic Yeah. Not, Vic
1: Minneapolis, Vic, Victor freeze. <laughs> so, the, the extremely short version of the whole controversy is Vic Mignogna has allegedly been a creep to several people, including inappropriate touching, possibly kissing, and otherwise just being a creep, and voice acting companies have dropped him. Like, uh, Funimation says they won't put him in other things in the future, Um, a lot of cons have canceled his appearances and now there's a bunch of backlash from Vic's fans. So to catch people up on who Vic Mignogna is, he was the voice of Brawley in the newest movie. He was also the voice of Edward Elric from full metal alchemist and a bunch of other shit that I don't remember. He was a pretty prolific voice actor, probably one of the most famous English voice actors in the game. Now, He's been a known creep for like over 10 years. I've heard about this shit in like 2010 when I wasn't even really part of this shit. Oh, he's been out here while He's been a creep. People have been just writing him off. There there had been cons that have banned him for several years. Like this isn't anything new, but what for some reason some people's testimonies caught like went viral. And then I know, um, anime news network picked up one of the stories and like really did a dive into like how long people have been, um, decrying his, his evil ways. And that one, that really blew up. Okay. So that the anime news network article is definitely like what pushed for all the, like, the cancellations and stuff. But I had heard stories about him being a creep for several years. Like, he does seem to just generally be a very physical person. Like, he'll hug all his fans and all that. But he's especially handsy with his young female fans. And there are a lot of them. Because when you're Yikes. 13 and you meet the voice of Edward Elric, you get all fangirly and giggly and oh my God. And he loves that. And like but when you're you know 1920, it's like, oh, that's cool. That's the voice of Edward. I'm gonna say hello to you from across the room, and that's
0: it. Yeah.
1: And uh yeah. So there are a lot of people that came out of the woodwork to defend him. And you know, a lot of people are saying, Oh, this is just unfounded claims, it's just the Me Too movement you're just trying to take down another powerful man. It's like, all right, look, Vic is not a powerful person in any stretch. Like he's just a voice actor Uh, and this is nothing new and maybe you shouldn't be against the movement that helps empower women from the, for their attackers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The thing is like, I, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day and they were like, you know, like. I'm not like anti-victims. I just think like people are going out of their way to accuse people and like get people's lives ruined and like they don't deserve it, especially if they don't go to court like if you if they don't go to prison for it like what what's the real problem and it's like dog like do you not realize that you can violate somebody without actually having to go to prison for it for real like it's i don't know i think i feel like it's real simplistic and the people defending vic are just kids maybe or they're the same people who think like taking titties out of a video game <laughs> It's like is top 10 more sins committed oh, man. if you redesign a character because I don't know, maybe she's a zombie and maybe changing her outfit every game is cool. Yeah. like What I don't I don't know, man. There are the apparently Vic
1: did get he did lawyer up and he's going to be like counter suing or I, I guess suing in the first place. Some of the companies that have dropped him, but they're allowed to just not hire him. Like that's still a private company. It's not like he owns the company. It's not like he's on the board of directors here. You know, he's a contractor. Yeah. They can just choose to and publicly say, Hey, we're not renewing your contract and that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it, okay. Yeah. Cons have banned him. Cons have banned him for years because he's a jackass. Like on top of everything else, he's a fucking jackass there is one dude and this is on video the first time he met this guy vic climbed on his shoulders like straddling him like dick on the back of his neck in the middle of the crowd and like the guy had to had to run with it because this was their panel he's not gonna like call him out in the
0: middle of this fucking panel he's not gonna fucking (laughs) hit him with the electric chair (laughs) it's a wrestling (laughs) move google it i'm pretty sure that's the right one anyway yeah well it is now Or the one-winged angel. There you go. Yeah. He's not going to do either of those to Vic McMarna.
1: Right. So, you know, people were like, oh, you look like you were having a good time. And I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking actor. I'm an entertainer. I'm supposed to look like I'm having a good time. He had his junk on the back of my neck the first time I met him. That's a jackass move. Like, no matter how you slice it, that's really fucking inappropriate for two adult men to do the first time they meet. Yeah. Without, you know, prior arrangement. So even if you don't believe that he's molested children or that he's said horrendously anti-Semitic remarks. Well, that's not a surprise either. Yeah. Cause he's very, uh, outwardly Christian and has tried to convert people in the middle of Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking, weird but uh even if you don't believe any of that the dude's a jackass and can definitely get banned from events and from booking voice acting just based on that so die mad about it
0: yeah i don't know i just i don't think it's worth getting even remotely bent out of shape over i don't know i mean there's an argument to be had over like whether or not uh quote unquote "Quote: Cancel culture is a thing, and whether or not people should be like engaging in that sort of behavior online, but like at the same time, these companies are free to do whatever the fuck they want. Like if they don't, if they hear about it and they're being inundated with reports about it, and they decide like, yo, we don't fuck with this dude, there there are a lot of reasons not to. Right? In the same way that." The company that did that Liam Neeson movie canceled his red carpet appearances. It's because like you don't want fucking static yeah. as a company like it's you have to weigh your options, right? Like continue to have this guy show up. Or you have beef with like maybe forty percent of your audience, or yeah. even if it's ten percent of your audience, that ten percent is gonna fuck your shit up. They'll make your life a living hell, or the life of your social media person a living hell. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, it, it. I definitely can see the argument of if this was fake, if if this not, wasn't true, I can see where people would be concerned that if you have a public facing career that your shit can just get etherized at one bad article,
0: you know? Yeah. But, but so you have recourse for that though, right? Yeah. And that's, that's what the justice system is for. Like Anthony Fantano, for instance, a uh, long time ago, maybe two years ago at this point, he's a music reviewer on YouTube. He does the needle drop and, he used to make a series of meme videos where he was just exploring different kinds of memes and he was making dumb jokes or whatever, so on and so forth. And somebody from the fader wrote an entire article about how he's secretly an alt-right activist and all this other shit. And like, I've been following Anthony Fantano for years and prior to that article, he never made his politics public and after that article, he's on Twitter like talking a bunch of political shit because now he has to. Yeah, and also he sued the living fuck out of Fader for that article <laughs> because he had a bunch of his tour dates canceled, Ooh. and his uh, the person he was working with that was his management for those tour dates dropped him as a client based on that article, so he sued the Fader. And he won, or more specifically, the fader saddled, yeah. as they should. Yep. And um, he got his money, and that's the recourse that you have. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to work in every instance. People also act like people
1: are just going to make that up for anybody they don't like. It is possible. It is. There is a possibility that someone crazy might do that to, to some random person that they don't like, but there's no reason why cancel culture has anything to do with that. Cause cancel cult. Like the thing about quote unquote cancel culture is that there's usually a reason behind it. It may not be a good reason. It may not be justified in your eyes, but it's never just completely out of nowhere. And I've seen, yeah. I've seen a whole lot of, uh, you know, hashtag fuck this one person, go nowhere i've seen a whole lot of that like i remember uh
0: brother nature that dude's weird (laughs) weird. that he's i have i actually have him muted on twitter because (laughs) i hate when people retweet his shit that's funny because he's too happy for me and i (laughs) i I hate looking at happy people that's that's funny but (laughs) some some old tweets resurfaced of him doing
1: some colorist shit I don't remember, even remember no. what it was. I, I want to say it was something homophobic, but whatever uh, the case. That was
0: my next guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> whatever the case, you know, there was this big old, oh, fuck brother nature. Oh, he's canceled. And he's like, look, I was 13. We all did that shit. I'm sorry. And, you know, of course, then people were like, well, that's still not good enough. You know, you should never have said that and all that. But it you, never went anywhere. He's still doing out here doing his thing. And, yeah.
0: like... That's it. Who, who the fuck? was fucking 13. Here's an, here's another good example of this, or bad example, depending yeah. on how you want to look at it. But an interview from Playboy serviced from John Wayne. Oh, well, John In, Wayne said some fucked up shit. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> did. But it's from 1971, yeah. and he's dead. Yeah. And it blew up. And the person who initially posted it was just like, God damn, John Wayne was a piece of shit. And it's like, oh yeah sure but like a bunch of people in the in the comments of that not comments but in the thread were like oh yo he's canceled or fuck john wayne <laughs> for, it's like this dude is dead like chill like, like how, chill. Many, how many of y'all are out here just marathoning john wayne movies now <laughs> those shits are boring anyway who fucking cares fat
1: like all right you probably could have guessed where john wayne would stand politically when he played Genghis Khan sounding like
0: this. While it was fucked up, none of this was surprising. <laughs> no, none of it at all. So when people are like, oh, yo, if you're still fucking with John Wayne after this, you're like, you need to reevaluate your shit. It's like, like stop it. And who's really, who's really out here banging with John Wayne right now? Like, my grandpa probably is. <laughs> yeah, my, he's, that motherfucker is 81 years old, though, so... Yeah, tell him to stop enjoying something. Yeah, right? It's, he likes, he likes uh, Jackie Earle. He loves John Wayne. He loves Clint Eastwood. And, like, Clint Eastwood is, I'm pretty sure, a racist. It he made an entire movie where he's the hero and he's just some racist dude.
1: I, I think that's also, like, this, pretty much the setup for his newest movie,
0: Oh, where he's the drug runner for MS-13. Yes, that's the one. There There are a lot of examples of people wanting to cancel other people for, like, minor things, and it may cause people not to fuck with them because there are a lot of different types of people in power, like good or bad. So you have, like, the super... Anybody who's like incredibly reactionary in a position of power these days has the ability to like really fuck up something going well for somebody else. Yeah. Like for instance, like if they caught wind of a negative story of somebody but never heard the full story and they still believe that this person's a piece of shit and they have the power to employ them or provide them with like an opportunity for a public appearance and they still don't fuck with them based off of that one thing that they heard like two years ago. Yeah. Then, you know, it's not, it's not a positive thing.
1: Yeah. That is rough. And that is also the risk you run when you are a public figure. I mean, like back in the day, you just had tabloids. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, Michael Jackson has an underground alien monkey sex ring. And it's like, OK, do you believe this or not? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully anyone with a brain. No, you're obviously not going to believe that. But even if that sounded plausible, that's up to you to, like, look into it if you are in a position to be hiring them, if you're in a position to be like actually affecting them or if this affects you even.
0: Yeah. That actually even happened to somebody that we know. It happened to Lyle. Yeah. Good old Lyle. Yeah. That was fucked up.
1: And he was, he could have done a defamation suit, but it's, it's minor. Yeah. But he ended up changing his DJ name partially because of that. Yeah. And you know, shit sucks, but that, that could have happened at any point in time where a woman falsely accused him of sexually assaulting her. Even though if you really got broken down, it's probably more the other way around. And that sucks. <laughs>
0: oh, because he was so fucking drunk. Yeah. And he, he was and also he was minor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. He was underage. He was doing a lot of real illegal shit back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, people act as though this is something brand new and it's just because of hashtag me too. But, no, this shit is
0: been happening it always could have happened and for the first time it's basically like people are listening to women i know it's (laughs) fucking wild
1: and that's scaring a lot
0: of really shitty dudes like whoa whoa whoa. you
1: mean i'm if i do this to someone they're gonna hear about it
0: (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. anime sweats (laughs) i want to give a big shout out to rella rella Uh, Thank you very much for the package. I got it. It's my boo. It's the single for my boo uh, by Ghost Town DJs. (laughs) I'm so fucking amped about it. It's so sick. Uh, I'm actually going to buy a new uh, record player here because mine is, I'm sure, broken. I haven't used it in about six years. It hasn't been that long. It's been a while. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to Get a new record player and i'm gonna fucking play the shit out of that and it's like the dj version so it's got the acapella the instrumental oh man or i should say the single version which is what it is but uh for people to understand better what it is like it's got the acapella the instrumental a couple remixes and the original radio version see i love i love that they used to do that like just
1: release everything for that and that's when you can get these fire ass remixes now you have to like scour the internet and get like horrible remakes of the instrumentals
0: by some dude just fucking around with ableton live yeah there was a there was a period in time when i was looking for this kid cuddy kanye song maker say i was looking for the instrumental for it and there's this loop that somebody did where They just took like the front part of the song like the four bar loop in the front of the song took it and just looped it over and over again and then put Lady Gaga's vocals at the beginning of it to make it seem like it was actually the entire song. it. It was fucking whack. But one way that I found out that people were making uh, instrumentals way back in the day is you can reverse, like, the polarization, I think it's called, on the audio track for the instrumental and put it under the uh, the full version and you'll be able to isolate some of the vocals. But it sounds like shit. Yeah. It sounds like um like 25th generation VHS audio. It sounds fucking wild. And a lot of people are, will take that and then put a bunch of effects all over it. So it's harder to tell that it sounds like shit and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't.
1: Yeah. Trying to isolate vocals has always been imprecise and generally just kind of shitty. Yep. Yes. I, and he, he sent me the, uh, you hawk show shirt that uh, Uniqlo released, and that shirt is fucking tight. So let's get into some questions from the subreddit, r slash real nerd hours. Join the discussion. We forgot to post up a uh, thread for this week, but there's still some questions anyway. Look at y'all. Look at y'all being independent, not needing us to hold your hands. Aww. This week's first question comes from Overlord Dean. He says, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards happen, and surprise, surprise, Hero Academia sweeps again. Is there any point in running it if every year there's a Hero Academia season, it'll just clean up every category it's voted in, regardless of if it deserved it? And if you think it deserved that best film or best antagonist win, y'all
0: are full of shit. Um... You know, I haven't really been keyed into award shows like that. Yeah. But, like, if you have something that's got obvious dominance over an entire category, so it's, it would be, I'd be lying if I said, like, I cared that it kept winning like <laughs> it sh- if it if it's earned it it's earned it but also what crunchy has to do is acknowledge that that could actually impact the people watching it so if it's up for another nomination next year and it just sweeps, or it takes a bunch of categories again, then you have to kind of reconsider how you're doing the awards. Because what is this, the fourth year in a row, third year in a row? Uh, I want to
1: say fourth. I, I don't remember. This is not something I pay attention to because I don't give a shit. But as far as I'm aware, it's all user voted. Oh, is it? I think so. So that's why. That's why it wins categories that it honestly doesn't deserve because it's a popularity contest. Like, yeah. I remember, I think this was the first Crunchyroll Awards. It may have been some other anime awards. It may have been a second Crunchyroll. I don't know. But there was one category that was best animation and the two that were neck and neck for the top spot were Yuri on Ice and Mob Psycho 100. And Yuri on Ice won. Now the animation in that show isn't bad but mob psycho is beautiful
0: yeah mob psycho 100 is fucking insane it's really really well animated so and plus (laughs) yuri on ice is cheating to some degree because they rotoscope a lot of it yeah dude they like take actual performances people have done and just copy them yeah
1: so there are several reasons why yuri on ice should not have won that especially over mob psycho But it's a popularity contest. There are a lot of Fajoshis who really like that show, and they voted it in. And Mob Psycho hadn't really caught on in the States. Like, now it's got more popularity, but it took a little bit because it looks weird, you know? Yeah. And it's not the most eye-catching of of art styles or, like, settings. So it's not going to be one of those blockbuster-type things. But you can't deny that the animation is really fucking good. Unless you're the Country Roll Awards, in which is a popularity <laughs> contest. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't even know what other anime movies came out in the last year. But the My Hero movie was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't especially good. I wouldn't vote for it. I don't know if uh, the Night is Young Walk On Girl, I don't know if that is considered to be released last year or if it was before then. But for the sake of argument, let's say that it came out last year, I would put it, put that above My Hero. Okay. Okay. Next comment comes from Soul Memories. He says, Listening to Charles talk about Dragon Ball in the brawling movie was hard, especially since he hasn't seen past the Freezer Reborn saga in Dragon Ball Super. Goku Black Saga and the Tournament of Power are pretty good. It's a little hard to talk on subjects about things that you haven't watched a whole lot of.
0: And yet we do that a lot here on this show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Refer to my umbrella Academy chat (laughs) earlier. (laughs) And Uh, basically everything we said about GT. Yeah. 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 But Uh, (laughs) At least I watched Dragon Ball Super. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks everybody for writing in. Thanks! Thanks everybody for writing into uh, the subreddit Reddit.com/slash/r/slash/realnerdhours. Join the discussion. Join the discussion. Also, once again, shout out to Rella, Rella. Thank you. We appreciate you, dog.
1: Yeah. Oh, I should also mention Rella, Rella Yeah, I did not have time to do anything while I was out in the area
0: but thank you for the uh, for the invitation you can support the show by hopping on the patreon patreon.com slash real Hours, and you can also uh, visit our website for our social media information real Um I've been Denzel I've been Chet we'll see you next Thursday y'all have a good night